Okay, say some things. Hello. Adventure. Love. Connection. Risk. Passion. Evolution. Play. Life. The Archetypal Tarot Podcast. Provocative mythology for the 21st century. Aloha. It's time for our annual New Year card draw. Sundar and I got together on Zoom the morning of January 1st, and we drew three focus cards for this brand new year of 2021. One major arcana card and one Hawaiian mana card. And this year, we added one of Sundara's Story Through Stone cards. And since her deck is purely visual, you'll need to click over to the podcast page for this episode or over to our Instagram so you can see what we're talking about. This episode is sponsored by my Etsy store, where you can find goodness in the form of unconventional rosaries and prayer beads. Click the link in the notes for the show or search on Etsy for a shop called Free Range Priestess. And away we go with our guidance cards for 2021. Happy New Year, Sandera. Happy New Year, Julianne. Uh, are you feeling are you feeling the 2021 like a new year burst of energy or a shift? Are you feeling that? Uh, yeah, in a really big way. I don't think I've ever felt this much like where you step over the line of the year and it feels like a different year. Um, I, I'm definitely experiencing that. I don't know if it's because there was an eclipse in Gemini. I happen to be a Gemini um, uh, towards the late part of last year. I don't know if that's why, but I am definitely feeling it. That's good. That's good. Yeah, me too. Me too. There's definitely been a burst of sort of creative energy. Um, I don't know, a release, like a, an ability to just, you know, look down at decisions in my life and go, okay, I got to decide. Like decisions need to be made. And I, I just feel like I've got more energy to be clear and also make those decisions and face the fears that come with, you know, making significant decisions. So I'm uh I'm down with that. I definitely feel like I don't know what will happen. Like I don't have yeah. a real, like A, a is going to lead to B, leads to C. Maybe, I don't know. I feel, I'm feeling some fear. But um, our New Year card draw that we did New Year's Day, um, <laughs> I know is what we're going to, we do it. We've been doing it every year for a couple of years now. So um, I'm kind of stoked to apply those three cards that we drew and kind of roll it up together and then offer it offer it to our our people yeah i've really um what, what is this the fourth or fifth year we've done this now but i i really have enjoyed this tradition of um drawing these cards on new year's and i i would recommend anyone to draw their own cards for the new year's because uh we like to draw it with the intention of the collective but um, i think there can be very personal cards that you draw as well um, that that you can play into whatever we're going to talk about here. <laughs> yeah, no, I, well, and, and I think a lot of people do because I see it um, Instagram, you know, the last week has just been chock-a-block with, with people's card draws for the year and and things like that. So, you know, it's, it's a good time to um, <clears throat> look to the soul language, look to images for our, um, you know, touchstones that we can look to throughout the throughout the year and we last year just to recap what we we drew and I think this is our fourth year possibly our fifth year doing kind of this tradition uh, for the podcast but last year was strength 
la'a ma'o ma'o, which was the Hawaiian mana card that we drew. So in a way it was strength and then essentially the power of the winds and the winds of change. Uh, that's what the la'a ma'o ma'o um, card is about, the goddess of the winds or one of the goddesses of the winds. Yeah, I, I, I can look back at that and go, yeah, 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 winds of change definitely hit <laughs> and strength. We're going to need strength. So, um, you know, 2020 hindsight, literally to look back at 2020 with those two cards. It's like, yep, yep, that was it. And I kind of knew it too. Didn't you? When we drew the strength card, especially, we're like, oh, crap. Yeah, yeah. I think we both instinctively had this feeling that was uh, strength because we're going to need it. <laughs> yeah. And that wow. could be more true. It could not be more true. So um, I don't know. Is there anything you want to comment on before we move on to the 2021 yeah, card? Sure. Um, I was just reflecting on this. Um, it's, it's the season of reflecting, right? And um, and looking at the cards you've drawn, looking at old readings or old uh, card drawings is a great way to reflect after the fact, right? Knowing everything that's happened. So in these reflections, I wrote the, the perseverance of the whole world in the face of a 21st century plague was tested and strengthened. There was the strength in rising together against racism and inequity. There was the strength to change the destiny of an incumbent president. There was the strength to elect our first woman of color into the role of vice president. There was the strength within ourselves to survive financial hardship, isolation, the death of loved ones and beloved businesses. Alone and socially distanced, we faced the lions of our own natures, the lions of others' natures, and we saw the collective face of hunger and need. We responded in strength, in touch with our own lions, together but separate. Um, and then, of course, I, I think we cover, if you go back to our podcast, I think we tell that story of Loki, right, who um, finds the, um, not Loki, I'm sorry, who's the, the trickster? Uh, Maui, right? Was it Maui? Maui, mm -hmm. Maui. yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking so archetypally, I'm mixed here. <laughs> Norse culture, Hawaiian culture. I recently found out I had all this ancestry from the North there, and I think Loki's just trying to put his name in there like a trickster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's about right <laughs> i literally wrote loki that's so funny um so but um maui uh releases those winds of change right and it mm -hmm. and it really impacts everyone and this this couldn't have been a better story or metaphor for the year uh that we had no idea about when we were telling that story a year ago um so yeah that those are my kind of in a nutshell reflections for 2020. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and you just brought something up too that um, element of air um, that we saw in that has so much to do with 2020. Um, you know, I can't breathe. Um, and then the other uh, respiratory virus, you know, that is affecting the way people breathe, people die because they can't breathe. So there was a lot of emphasis on air, breath, uh, life, those things. So um, I'm kind of, it'll be interesting. We're moving into what what I'm going to be, well, let's go into the individual cards because I don't want to kind of like spoil anything. Um, but the elements that we're looking at in terms of the cards that we drew and we're, we're doing things a little bit differently. We're keeping the practice of picking one major arcana at random. This is a random card draw um, as well as one of your story through stone cards. 
that's the new kind of twist on things. And then um, another mana card for the year. So what do you want to start with, Sandera? Uh, I think we should talk about the cards in the order we actually drew them on New Year's Day, uh, okay. which is beginning with a story through stone card. So this is um, imagery from um, a legacy that I've inherited, but it's billion year old stone images um, that were found in the Mojave Desert and uh, that have naturally occurring imagery in them. So we started the year with a card drawing of this particular image, uh, which we, they don't actually have official titles on them or numbers or anything like that, like most tarot and oracle cards do, uh, but we're calling it the Cave of Light was the first card. And of course you can see this picture uh, on our podcast page. And uh, Julianne, do you want to describe, you're the Hawaiian expert here, obviously, since uh, <laughs> Loki proved to me and reminded me that uh, you were the Hawaiian expert here. What was our, our next card that we drew? Uh, the next card um, was the Mana card for Nalu. And Nalu is the um, one of the many, many, many Hawaiian words for waves. And it has a lot to do with um, the element of water. Um, and the interpretation in the, in the mana card. So, so Hawaiian language has like many, many words for waves. So it's wind and waves are things that um, so are, are so much a part of, of Hawaiian life and Hawaiian culture that they have very specific names. But Nalu means waves in general. So like they're the power of waves. Um, a lot of it has to do with emotion. It's a water card. Um, contemplation is the given interpretation. Um, emotions and contemplation are the given interpretations from the book. Um, but the, and I'll, you should be able to find it if you Google uh, Nalu card, Mana card Nalu, but um, we'll put a picture up um, on the podcast page in the, in the notes for this. Um, but it's an image of essentially what could be a surfer or a swimmer. It's a, a, a male figure um, swimming basically right midway in a wave. So the crest is above him and the trough is below him. And so he's in the middle of a wave. Um, surrounding him on one side is a rainbow. To the upper left is the sun. And kind of the frame underneath it is essentially an erupting volcano. But um, there's some really interesting ways we can uh, interpret what's around that but a wave is a powerful powerful force um and just my experience with the ocean and waves is you respect the ocean or you will get smacked down <laughs> it is it's a big deal i mean i still get you know what scared um and it was just it's all about really really paying attention you know when you're in the water whether you're just swimming or snorkeling or whatever you're doing you have to pay attention to the waves you have to get a sense of what's happening in the water. Um, don't turn your back on the ocean is definitely something to, you know, take, that's something you take into account. Um, you might be out there playing and doing all kinds of stuff, but you really have to be attuned to the waves because they are far more powerful than you are. And so that's, you know, a, as a wave approach, approaches, you have to gauge where you are physically. Can you, do you need to swim out to that wave in order to get over it or ride it? Or, you know, and, and this is usually not the best idea, do you move the other direction towards the shore, right? Because the waves are always you know, coming towards the shore. So, uh, so it's a big deal. And I think for a coming year to look forward, it's really, really being in touch with 
what's going on, not overriding your own emotions, but also not letting them rule you, pay attention to them. And something about the wave is that it will pass. It will all pass. And you can decide how do you go out to it and meet it? Do you dive through it? Which is also another um, recommendations. And sometimes you don't have a choice. You have to dive through that. If the crest is coming up, you go straight through it. And that's scary. It's a really scary thing to do. But once you've done it and you realize that's really the only way to get through it is to dive through it, you just do it. Because once you've been slammed down by the top of that wave a few times, you're just like, okay, that was a bad idea. <laughs> it's really scary. Going through is far less scary. So that's something, it's a little intimidating to look at a new year, but um, I think the symbols on the card surrounding it, the sun symbolizes a new day, the start of a new day. The rainbow is frequently seen in Hawaiian culture as release. Um, and then the, they call it the napu'u, which is underneath, it looks like a volcano, but there's all these beautiful veins of lava flowing out around it. And the, um, the given interpretation of the symbol is obstacles building up, but also flowing away. So there's the idea of a volcano has to release the energy and flow out the lava, but that's part of its process because if it didn't do that, it would just completely explode. Mm -hmm. So these are really powerful symbols. I'm reminded of um, a time in Hawaii when I was able to see the lava flowing into the ocean. Oh my goodness. I think that was one of the top experiences of my life. Just incredible experience um seeing you know that bright hot lava getting pretty close to it you know um and seeing it you know flow and fall into the ocean and steam rising and um and you know you know how i love to see faces in nature <laughs> i saw the um, profile of pele you know in the in the side of the mountain and it, it was just an incredible experience there on the big island um so this card really helps bring me back into that wow meeting of those two extremes and and a great birth takes place from the meeting of those extremes yeah that's how that's how she creates more islands and literally kilauea has um a more uh, recent eruption that happened just a little bit before christmas that's right yeah I'll just read one other little thing. And um, I think if people want to research this more themselves, um, if anybody's a surfer, if you're a surfer, you understand the heart of what this card meeting is. You know, you're, you're never more alive when you're trying to catch a wave. And then you just have no choice. You either get it and ride it or you know, it takes you down. But it's um, there's a certain kind of bravery around it. And um, there's a little uh, snippet of a prayer or a chant, which is kind of the same thing in Hawaiian culture. Um, I just want to read it. I don't know how to do the chant, but the words are really nice. It's, it's kai hohonu e lana malie ko maale. And that means thou deep seas, let thy waves flow gently. And that's a chant that you do if someone's going on a trip, a loved one is leaving and they're going on a journey. So I think that's really, it's just beautiful, you know, understanding the power of, of the waves, the deep seas, let thy waves flow gently. So you're wishing like, okay, let's, let's see this new year, <laughs> be prepared for waves, but have our prayer be, you know, 
gentleness and like let's use the power of those three to move us to move us forward so and we have our third card <laughs> so <laughs> we've drawn from the major arcana of the tarot as we do every year um and what's interesting about this card is that it matches um the Bitty Tarot, they're, um, they're going in order year to year, but I think it's also numerically based. Um, but it is, drum roll, do you have the proper pronunciation, by the way? <laughs> the, the Hierophant. The Hierophant. I'm just going to say Hierophant. Okay. Let's just choose. Let's just choose. Hierophant. Hierophant. Um, write us if we're wrong. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I but think everybody struggles with that. Everyone's like, is a hierophant and a hierophant. <laughs> I think hierophant makes you know, the hierophant just seems awkward. So I don't know. I'm just going to say hierophant. And, and rather struggle with that than just call him the Pope, I guess. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> here we are with the hierophant um, card number five. And you you figured out what that numerology thing was, didn't you, Julianne? What, so how do, how is five would have been determined anyway? Uh, this was a random choosing for us, right? So well, I, I kind of feel like we we double up on the hierophantness of this year because um, there is a part of a tarot lineage where every year has its own tarot card, and so um, you know we're moving our way through four to five to six. And then there are birth tarot cards. So actually my birth tarot card, one of the two is the Hierophant. Um, I heard, it was a great post from um, our dear friend and patron Rash of Stay Woke Tarot. She posted a um, fun, quick video talking about the, the Hierophant. And I didn't know, okay, we picked this as a random draw. There's a part of me that just doesn't pay attention to certain things like in the tarot, like I'm doing my own thing. So I, I didn't really, it didn't, I didn't grok fully. I think, oh yeah, this year's the year of the hair fan. Well, we pulled it and it is a given <laughs> amongst the community that, that, you know, so I kind of feel like it's, it's like a double up on, yeah. uh, on the hair fan. So. And you had a strong reaction when we first pulled it. Do you I did. And I'm, I'm glad that that wasn't part of this recording. We recorded our, our card draw and we sent that out <laughs> to our patrons for their own amusement. Um, well, I was like, is that a bonus? I mean, it was really super raw. We're like, blah, 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 even more than our normal podcast. So I did. My initial reaction, I think, was kind of stereotypical um, because I just don't, I don't get the Hierophant in many readings. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't always take the time to look at the deeper meanings of it. I just react to like, ah, patriarchy. So I've come back from that. I've reeled back, you know, I had to spend some time with it and go, all right, you know, don't be all reactionary or do, but like get over it quick. And uh, so, yeah, that was just my first reaction. I, I think it's good. I think a lot of people are talking about be your own guru. Um, and so that can be helpful. So I don't know, let's, let's get your take on it first. I have, I have notes. I am no longer unexcited by it. I think it can definitely be helpful. Yeah, I think uh, what's what's occurring to me when as I see this is is uh, it, it to me it feels like a good card to draw after that wave. Um, it feels like it's strong in itself. Um, it's enthroned. It's it's 
providing some stability and clarity um, during the times of the big waves. And, and so I think the question for each of us to ask is, what is that uh, voice of wisdom, voice of guidance, voice of tradition that is gonna help us through um, the wave of this year? Uh, so I think that that can be our practices. Uh, it could be returning to um, some traditional practices that mean something to us, but in our own way uh, is, is how I would, <laughs> in my Gemini way, adapt that <laughs> interpretation, similar to the, you know, rebels with rosaries kind of idea that, that we've taken the rosary, we, we've, um, we, we did a podcast on it, we're practicing it, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we're, you know, joining up with the Catholic church or anything, but the, the practice of praying itself every day or, or, you know, when you need it, this is a strong practice that will ground you within yourself and within, you know, that part of you that can see the bigger picture uh, and keep you, keep you solid during difficult times. Uh, what do you, what do you think, Julianne? Yeah, well, that's definitely how I interpret it for me. And, um, in the last, what, four or five days since we drew the card. Um, I didn't initially spend a whole lot of time on the Hierophant, but um, what did end up happening is I spent an afternoon um, just kind of doing casual, like they do internet research. And just for my life, I'm still freaking surprised that I'm praying the rosary again. But, um, and we talked about this before, there was a part of me that is like, uh, you know, patriarchy again. To me, the Catholic Church was very much the, the downside of the Hierophant. But after letting my intuition kind of guide me, I was trying to find. Uh, there was a, a conversation that I heard online, and this is kind of before podcasts. Yeah, it's that old, but it was about the power of prayer. So I'm addressing what is prayer? Like, is it not? Is it just this thing? Is it you know strictly? plaintive or you know i'm just re-examining prayer and, and and um i was trying to find this conversation with um this guy who's a former catholic priest who's also a scientist and has been involved in studies scientific studies about the efficacy and effect of prayer so i was examining this and i, I found him his name is sean o'leary and uh he is to me the representative of the best of the Hierophant. So the Hierophant is really well educated, a lot of training, a lot of, um, you know, the, the structures that you expect, but he is incredibly cosmic. He's, you know, the Catholic Church booted him out, but he really has this beautiful sort of much higher, more nuanced um, understanding of uh, religiosity and spirituality. And so I just hit on that and ha him having been involved with studying prayer from a scientific as well as a spiritual point of view, I realized that it was a coming together of the best of the, of the Hierophant is that don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's really, really important for me to re-own my inheritance that I came, that came from my mom, came from my family, which is Catholicism, but I don't have to take on all of those structures again. And I don't have to 100% be a victim of it which is where i think a lot of people um a lot of people stay and it's completely understandable you're just like i'm a recovering catholic meaning that it was it was really just damage um mm -hmm. i don't believe that to, even though i can feel that i don't believe that to be 100 percent true 
So there's, and it's a process thing. It's not just like, oh, the light shine down. And I'm like, oh, now I understand it. But something else. So I found Sean O'Leary's, um, uh, he has kind of a spiritual group there in, in Palo Alto. And since the pandemic, they're recording all of his homilies and they put them online and they're fantastic. And I've, I've got to find the one that, because I just gobbled them up. I was making rosaries and I was like watching one after another and listening to it and going, yeah, okay, much awakening happening in just the best way. You know, and essentially one thing he said is you can be scandalized by the religious upbringing that you had and walk away from it. Or you can come back to it from different levels that doesn't include all of that stinky patriotic, you know, patriarchal um, dogma. And so that's, I'm in the middle of that right now. And I, I knew the sense of the truth of that, that it wasn't for nothing that I was, that I incarnated this lifetime as a Catholic and grew up Catholic. I'm not now, I don't claim that, but like, it is part of my inheritance. It's like, oh, so it, it reminded me of its importance beyond the wounds, beyond the difficulties that I created. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm in the middle of that. And I think the rosary is part of that. And it's, much more powerful and much more real. And he frequently refers to God as she, because there's, you know, why not? It's both, it's, it's both and. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's probably the reason he got thrown out of the church, but but it's good. So mm -hmm. I'm embracing that archetype of the guru being your own guru. But I, I don't know, to me, the strength of this card is the refinement of your beliefs and where they came from, you know, like mm-hmm. that's important. I'm, I'm really aware of that. If you're scandalized um, by something, maybe readdress other ways to do it, not to make excuses or forgive, like all of that, you know, the wounds have to exist in the same space as the healing. That's my understanding anyway. So it's interesting. So my uh, intuition led me to re-examining all of that and it's still uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm really uncomfortable, but I'm I'm kind of with that wave. I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. Like it kind of it has to be. You can't avoid the uncomfortability when you're excavating um some deep, deep stuff. I took a look um at my notes from one of my favorite books on the tarot by Sally Nichols, Young and Tarot. So it kind of looks through each of the major archetypes of that major arcana. Um and one thing she mentions about the Hierophant is that it uh, that it's a sign of the conscience, that it awakens conscience uh, within you. And she explores, she's really great at exploring all that shadow side stuff of the church and all that. But I, one thing that as I was rereading my notes, um, that struck out as this being a year, if we can get in touch with our conscience, mm. um, on all levels, particularly in our country of the United States, that that, that would do us well uh, in a big way. So that's another thing I'm, I'm taking away from it. And um, and I like what you said, connecting it to the guru. If you take a step back and, and kind of dissolve the Catholic imagery of this card, uh, it can really stand for any projection holder or leader or guru type um, that uh, inspires or reminds us of the the wise aspect that exists within ourselves. So sometimes we need that those outer leaders um, to guide us um, and to point the path. Um, but 
I think ultimately there needs to be a burning of the Buddha statues, right? And um, of knowing what course you need to take. And, I, and that's what I actually love about the Tarot, right? Because the, the card that follows <laughs> the Hierophant is the lovers, right? So you, you're moving from, okay, this is a path, this is a course, these are the traditions, this is how society works, whatever. And then you you make your own choices and, and carve your own path out from that, um, that, that becomes unique. Um, or maybe that's a very individualist <laughs> perspective, but that's, uh, that's what I'm reminded of as I think about this trajectory. <laughs> I think, yeah, this one's a really, really tricky one because I am, I'm really coming, I, again, I had like a really immediate reaction was like, throw him out of there, get rid of this, this like, you know, patriarchal character, da, 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 da. and, and I, I appreciate the whole being your own guru, but um, and I'm a free range priestess. So, Hey, you know, I'm the chicken out in the yard, picking up Buddhism, picking up shamanism. So like I'm, I'm 100% there, but I, I do also, um, it's hard. It's a hard freaking path. Um, I don't, I actually don't think it's perfect for everyone. I really don't. I think yeah. we, um, and, but also at the same time, I was raised with a ton of structure, whether it was good or not, it was a lot of structure. Um, the good for, for the good and the bad, but I think that the hierophant is a reminder that those structures are important. Mm -hmm. Um, we can't let them mow us down. And I think if we just stop at that part of us that got mowed down by the dogma, um, that means that structures, you know, in a way, again, we're scandalized by it and you just trash all of it. And that feels really good for a minute, but I think we all need some again there's pillars in the high priestess there's pillars in the um the hierophant like i i, I do a little bit of slow your roll on that like let's just tossing it all out is good for a time but i think if it's coming back to us we just have to really work with it and get a higher understanding of how do we how do we understand these things within a structure trust our own intuitions kind of we're being our own guru but also these structures are, are important and it is a way people understand who they are through, through a system. So PS, if you throw one structure out, trust me, other structures are going to come in and you're going to whirl around and be really confused and get really, really depressed. <laughs> so that's the danger of, of strictly being your own guru. Like you have to understand that other people have pieces of the puzzle and the discernment that's required to navigate that is, mm -hmm. I think, something we're focusing on now. We need to focus on, but I really caution against throwing the whole thing out. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. My, I, I, I think of my mom. I, I grew up. I mean, my father was raised in a Catholic family, ten siblings, and all that. Uh, but he turned to Eastern philosophy and and um, uh, had a guru in India. Um, turned my mom onto it, and she has been going strong for 40 plus years um, with this same guru, and you know, meditating two and a half hours a day. And she she accepts that there's other ways of going about it, but she, you know, for her, it was you know after the childhood she had endured, um, that structure was uh, everything to her, um, and really put her in touch with herself, um, having those moral codes uh, laid out for her. Um, I think because I grew up in that structure, I, I have become a pioneer again of like, okay, 
what else is there? <laughs> Let's dive into um, the tarot. Let's dive into our own archetypes um, and find our way with those. Um, but I, you know, I get lost like everyone else. Um, but for me, I love to figure out where, where I'm standing uh, at any particular point, especially when the moods or depressions are coming up uh, and the cards are a guide and a way to find that. And for me, it's been through the story through stone course. So these pictures of billion year old stones, you can make what you like of the imagery. There's no titles, no numbers. Uh, and so I've been through this process um, welcomed, I'm going to say welcomed rather than forced, <laughs> welcome to trust my own intuition and, uh, and what comes when I see that imagery and put it meaningfully into a story. So for this part of the podcast, what I'd love to do if you're down, Julian, is I have written a little story using the three cards uh, that we drew this year. Absolutely. Let's do it. I was going to say, now is about the time we need to see what we can do to transition. Yeah. And we've, we've these three together because the one's primarily yeah. an image. Um, and that's a, a challenge to talk about on a podcast. So that's right. And um, I'll, I'll read the story in a second. I know you haven't heard it, but do you want to just briefly say what you saw in the first card? Cause I, we didn't really cover that really quickly and i haven't heard your story just so you know i don't know what it says so it's kind of exciting um i, I just looking at it on its own and then it it's almost like the interpretation is only nuanced more when i look at the other uh the other cards that we drew but it's essentially it's it's kind of a pyramid it's a triangular shape with a with a flat top um it's almost as if there's a light coming down into a cave or light coming up from the ground and up and to me there's very I see four or five figures um one in the middle which almost has its own shadow and then two that are getting smaller and moving farther off going to the right and then that figure in the middle I see it has its own reflection in in the light or in the water that's there and then one much farther to the left also that has a shadow of figure kind of moving towards you know there's figures moving to the left and to the right and there's one kind of in the middle i think it's it's for me it's pretty easy to see our our divide in our country and our divide with each other that people are just walking off and they're just you know they're like nope i'm only going to believe what i'm going to believe and it's this thing mm -hmm. and that's kind of the dark side of the, the hierophant as well it's like mm -hmm. nope nope it can't be anything but this and then there's a figure or possibly two moving towards moving towards the left that are like they've moved away and they're moving that direction and then there's this figure in the middle that looks like it might be going one way but it's hard to tell so there's that reflection points the people moving farthest to the to the right they don't have a shadow they're not able to see their shadow so there's literally right and wrong it's kind of the worst of the hair of dogmatic not really it's you only have a relationship to your beliefs. You don't have a relationship to each other. And if you don't share the same beliefs, there's no relationship. That's the kind of danger of that. And then, um, so yeah, it's a big one to kind of contemplate. What are we moving toward? And um, yeah, it feels like it's both moving and stuck at the same time. That's yeah, what I get. Definitely. All right, I will read to you my story and then let's, we can talk about the three of the cards uh, together some more. 
So it had been a year since the people had found safety within the cave of light. The cave of light had brought them closer to the earth, closer to themselves. Within its depths, pools of water reflected back their faces and the people had to look at themselves. They connected through these reflections. Outside the cave, the storm was raging. The winds had transfigured the landscape beyond recognition. What world would they be welcomed back to when they climbed up from the walls of the cave? Would they grasp the source of light or once again take it and their lives for granted, exploiting the earth they could not recognize? The voice of the goddess was heard by some within. If you are going to be on this earth, you must learn to swim. You must always know where you are in relation to the wave. Entering back into the turbulent world would not be an easeful transition. There was perpetual massive movement, no longer a standing still. To deal with these waves, something sturdy must be in place for each person individually. There must be the stability of practice, traditions resurrected and tailored to the modern person. What is worth doing is worth doing every day. Find your throne of practice and find the seat of the wise one within you. These are the trees for holding. As the waters, winds, and fires arrive, it's the only way to survive. Oh, it's beautiful. I can't wait for our podcast listeners to actually be able to see this image. Because that to me, there's there's so much in the image of this particular card. And, and I'm sure people are going to have their own interpretations um, and their own gut reactions. You know, it's, it's, it literally just struck me. This image looks like, I don't know if you've ever been to a dentist and they show you the x-ray of your teeth. Uh-huh. Yeah. This kind of reminds me of an x-ray of a tooth. At looking at that, like this space where the root is and, um, and even the shape of it almost looks like it's a tooth. I don't know yeah. why it just struck me. I was like, Oh, wait a minute. It's like an x-ray. Totally. Yeah. I think, I think someone had, uh, seen that once too. So that's, mm-hmm. I, I definitely, uh, I wish we could say that in the beginning of the podcast, but take a, if you can pull up these cards and, and have your own reflections on them or stories, uh, before, before you hear ours, that's a, that's a great exercise, but you can also pull your own cards. So go for it. <laughs> yeah. I think this card, these cards are about <clears throat> awareness and, um, deeply, deeply reaching. I, I think we're going to need um, some foundations yeah, uh, to make it through this year because I think there's going to be a ton of change a ton and ton of change so looking forward it's like you know staying strong but also going with some flow you know absolutely I'm 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 comforted and challenged by the by the but they feel balanced to me that wave in the middle really helps <laughs> these two cards to me and then the the two cards on either side of kind of more stasis or stability um that they're grounding me (laughs) um with the wave too so um i think i can work with this i think we're we're going to survive this year (laughs) with great change with great change but it's going to be shifting Indeed. And, and a year from now, hopefully we'll be able to come back and go, oh, we'll check this out and yeah. do that thing. So 
if our li listeners want to weigh in, I definitely would like to uh, hear from them. So hit us up on one of the socials, send us an email. Yeah, there's a lot of process and release and obstacles building up and then moving through them and they just flow away. We are ready to step into this year. Too late, we're here. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm definitely, yeah. I mean, ready or not, here I come. There's, yeah, I, I think I just, it's so much better when I just release the idea of any kind of surety, any kind of like, like, mm -hmm. I know that one, one is going to lead to two, leads to three. It's like, yeah, awesome. that's sometimes, but uh, I need to have this uh, from the higher point of view of like, it'll be okay. It could be rough, but it'll be okay. Yeah. I think, we, I think we will be feeling that. Oh. Um, so I would love to let my listeners know on this podcast that if you're interested or if you like that story with the three cards and would love to know more about intuitive storytelling, I'm starting at an intuitive storytelling course uh, using the Story Through Stone cards. Uh, that'll be beginning January 20th. So uh, there'll be a link on our podcast page. And um and I'm also been playing with these um, these new moon and full moon brush circles on Zoom, which have been a lot of fun, by the way, Julianne. I hope maybe you can make it one of these days. But um, I'll brush my hair. Yeah, brush brushing. I have a um, Desiree Ammons, a good friend of mine, uh, really into the self care and um, wow, and getting together with people and brushing your hair. Who knew it would be so it's so fun. girly? That is so girly. It's so cute. Well, I, so I don't brush my hair because I have curly hair. You have curly hair, and I've always been like, no, no, no. I just look like Shaka Khan when I'm done. And she's gorgeous, but I'm saying it doesn't work on. Yeah, I would not say that. I would not say the result is girly because all of us <laughs> wildest uh, goddess hairstyles you could possibly imagine by the end of it. But it's really great, and we talk about um, you know things we want to grow from the new moon to the full moon. Uh, what we're growing for those two weeks and um, on the full moons, uh, what we're releasing for those next two weeks as the moon wanes. Um, and it's just a great way to get together with folks and talk about those kinds of things. Um, and when's, when's the next one gonna be? Give us a date. Um, the next one is next Tuesday. I don't, I, I think, well, this podcast should be out by then, but um, it, that will be the new, the new moon one. So it, this is the first new moon of the new year. So it's really going to be emphasizing what we're growing this year. Oh, so um, January 12th. The 12th. That's right. January 12th, the Tuesday. Um, and we're going to do it on the actual time of the new moon. So that's like at 9 p.m. But we'll, we'll start a little earlier than that, like 730 um, Pacific time. Uh, so anyway, those are some things growing in this new year. I'm excited about getting in the rhythms and um, yeah. What's going on for you, Julian? You got, you're making your beautiful rosaries. I am. It's beautiful. It's going well. I have, I have stuff going on, but I'm not going to talk about it yet. Okay. Sounds good. I cannot wait to hear. It's not out in the world yet, but <laughs> okay. it's, it's, it's incubating. Wonderful. It is still in the oven. Um, yeah, next month's podcast is going to be interesting. It's still in the cave of light to be revealed. Love mm -hmm. it. Great. Well, thank you so much, Julianne. I love you so much. Thank oh, you for uh, continuing this podcast pathway with me. And 
we shall return. Absolutely. Aloha pumihana. So with, that's with warm and loving regard. So aloha. Thanks for listening. We know that you could have done something else with the last 40-ish minutes of your life, but we're glad that you spent it with us. And a big thanks to our patrons, Peter, Richard, Juniper, Rash of Stay Woke Tarot, and Janet. We appreciate our patrons and their support makes all of this possible. You can find out more about the fabulous benefits of being a patron at tiny.cc slash tarot podcast. And check out my free range rosaries and unconventional prayer beads on Etsy. The link is right here in the show notes and you can find it by searching for free range priestess, the shop at Etsy.com. This podcast is produced by Both And Media and our theme music is by The Lunar Group. Until next time, aloha.